Everyone agrees on the importance of physical touch for children, but what about adults? We talk with two professional cuddlers to find out how to bring more non-sexual touch into our work, family, and relationships. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Welcome to episode 125, because sex isn't ever just about sex. Uh, and it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> or holiday Almost. holiday season, to not marginalize anyone else Sorry. of any other religion. <laughs> I celebrated Christmas growing up, so for me I, it's I, Christmas. But I did yes, also. happy holidays. And, um, I celebrated Christmas, but I also went to a Jewish high school, so I celebrated everything. Every, you celebrate everything. You're a celebrator. I am, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm all-inclusive, love everybody and all religions. <laughs> Not that I don't. I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unlike this Scrooge over here. <laughs> Thanks, T. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we're going to talk about cuddling today, which um, I've has been something I'm really excited and about and interested in. And I realized that my family, philosophically, every time I talk to my mom, we always talk about how there's not enough physical touch in the world. So I started to seek out the cuddle community uh, after... I mean, I saw that video that there was a video going around online mm. and I thought, what? I want to get in on this language. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to talk with our it, guests. Yeah. Which we're, which we're really excited for. But first, um, a couple items of um, business. I'm I'm preparing to leave for a European adventure to write my first book on sexuality. And uh, I'm happy to invite you guys to come along the journey with me. And I'm excited. I'm going to be doing a lot of videos uh, over there and sharing snippets of what I'm writing and things I am discovering and all the hardships and joys and maybe some flings along the way. So if you want to get on the, on the story, you can go to my website, stephanieallen.com and find all my social there. And there's also a newsletter you can sign up for where you get this awesome video where I explain the number one thing that will transform your love life, your connection with another opposite sexed person. Wonderful, and uh, that's on my website as well. So, um, so I'm yeah, I'm really I can't, I don't even it's not in my mind yet that I'm leaving. There's so much to do I know. so far that it's like you know, three months gone. <laughs> not happening. And uh, I want to note that last week's episode we chatted with the CEO of Lumo Lift, and it's that little gadget that helps with your posture. And there's actually a promo code on it if you all are looking for something special for the holiday uh, that'll help your health, make you sexier, all that fun stuff. The promo code for that is TNA10. So T as in tits, N as in Nancy. No, wait, what we, yes. naughty. We did naughty. N as in naughty. Oh, right. A as in ass. And uh, the, the number is 10. The number 10, yeah. TNA10. So there's a promo code for that, $10 off. Um, and listen to the episode about why it's actually really good for you. Because it's sexy as fuck, too, by the way. To have good posture. Yes. I know. I, I, it's the number one. I judge people on the no. I, I, I do a lot of it. Anyway, I read, judge uh, on that. It centers you and it makes you. It's uh, yeah. It says to it me gives a lot of information about yeah. about a person. Um. Anyway, I sit up straighter. I know. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Don't judge me. But it's good. You breathe better. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> back to our topics. I want to say, minutes. yes, uh, guys, we do an advice show at the end of every month. So write us at advice at TATalkSex.com. We love getting your letters. Um, you can discuss things with us, ask questions, give us positive or negative feedback. We want to hear it all. <laughs> Great. Um, and we do read everything. And uh, and yeah, we do love it. Yeah. Yay! Um, okay, five minutes of foreplay. What is going? What are you doing for the holidays? Dean? Yeah, for the holidays, uh, I'm going to visit my family in New Orleans, um, and uh, that's always fun. The big Latin family. Everyone's you know going to be dancing to uh, to Carlos Vives. That's our favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Colombian musician. Um, I guess with the Latin accent, be Carlos Vives. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, and I'm probably going to visit my. So I have some family in San Francisco and um and uh you know and I have a burning man lover to visit I've mentioned him a couple times so he just kind of That's, comes comes in and out every month <laughs> and you're visiting that him before the holiday yeah so it's, it's a really Jealous. full holiday yeah of lots of canoodling and fun and uh and it feels so good but and then and then back here to to stay on top of all my tasks Right. Well, okay. So that sounds great. I think I just decided last night that I may not be going home oh, so, no. to Virginia where I've got three brothers and my dad and step family. Um, and they all ha live in horse country in Virginia. So it's stunning. <laughs> and it's going to be fox hunting. And Wow, know, really? Yes. Well, more like fox chasing everybody. Relax. <laughs> relax. It's... 
It's chasing, really. Well, oh, they don't. No one successfully kills foxes. It depends on who you hunt with. Some are more rigorous. Okay. Anyway, um, but but you know, I I just want to say this as my social. Like, I'm gonna get on a soapbox. I went to go buy tickets. What are all, I mean, I get it. It's last minute, folks. But like, ask already high, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll pay high. It's not very holiday I literally, spirit. I literally hit buy, and it triples. Like more expensive than a trip to your like $1,500 for a ticket east is insane. You know, that happened. And I just want to say, like, I'm saying this right now because airlines, this is bullshit. (laughs) This is bullshit. But that happened to me once with Thanksgiving. And I so I did go to Europe instead. (laughs) It was cheaper to fly. And I had a friend living in Italy. And I I called my dad and I said, I can't come home for the holidays. So I'm going to Italy. (laughs) I'm I'm going to make that call today only because I'm also morally opposed. There's no effing way I'm going to pay $1,500 to any airline so I can fly. Okay, but look, I appreciate that you brought it up actually because for our listeners people who can't go home i think it's about which is going to be me i'm going to be stuck in my apartment alone yeah no well but this is my point you don't have to be alone and actually i think this is a great segue to why we wanted to talk with our cuddle professionals um because i think that it speaks to bringing more touch into your life but even during the holidays it's such it can be such a vulnerable time for a lot of people and for all of us i think you know i've had holidays where i didn't go home and um and remembering that you're not alone and finding the communities where you can connect. Uh, so I'm excited to introduce uh, Jean Franzblau hey. and Faye. I'm sorry, your last name. Wyatt. Wyatt thank you. Faye Wyatt, who um, have created the Cuddle Sanctuary. Yes. And uh, yeah, and it's and it's quite new to most people. Like I'm presuming a lot of our listeners haven't heard of professional of, cuddlers. Right. Yes, yes. It seems like it's new. And yet for some of us, it's been going on for years. So it's amazing how a community can exist and be thriving and yet be totally shocking to others that it even exists. Do you find you forget that it's shocking to some people? Oh, and, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, well, yes. Well, even for us, too, because we've heard it. it's still new to us. But like when we were doing the show and planning for it, I'm like, no, we have to remember that most people probably haven't heard of a professional cuddler that this yes. exists. Yes, that there's cuddle workshops and right. ways to connect with people in non-traditional ways that are also non-sexual and and this is like our whole life like our whole life is surrounded by touch and cuddling and and connecting lucky girl especially this week and so like of course everybody should know about it's what we've been doing morning noon and night wow (laughs) do you feel like you're you're extra immersed because of the holidays or what's or you just mean you're always i mean that we just uh we're we're professional cuddlers we teach the skills so we have a three-day workshop on it and we just attended our colleagues workshop on being professional cuddlers so we went to portland and we studied up on it so we just totally geeked out and had lots of clients and learned new cuddle positions etc and then we come back into town we have our professional clients they gave her workshop last night we have another workshop on saturday so she's night like, i have a client friday night we've got yeah. cuddling going on <laughs> right now <laughs> like, so can, I, can you guys break this down for me like what what do you mean by client like how does this work like where okay so how's like i'm home and i'm feeling lonely or or sad or something and and so then i think i reach out to your website and i find you like how does this work can you like how does the session even yeah so so i can explain how it works in the workshop side and faye can talk about how it works with the affection spa Okay. So a person can be at home in LA and wonder how can they get their cuddle on and they can they would realize very quickly that we have events every Wednesday night and every Saturday night. Um, so hopefully one of those will work. And what that means is all events are, are for beginners. Mm-hmm. So we start from the very beginning and it's a workshop to learn about boundaries and consent and being enthusiastic about saying no, like really having protecting yourself in that way and being enthusiastic about receiving a no. So it's like personal growth stuff baked into this workshop and the workshop gets more and more advanced as it goes because we uh, craft it so that as each exercise you get a chance to connect with somebody and practice boundaries and there's no touch required and eventually it leads to a cuddle laboratory which is sort of like a sandbox where people can sit and hold hands or maybe they can chat or maybe they can take some quiet time or maybe they can go to the buddy bench which is a place to go where you know you want to connect but you're not quite sure how to get started Hmm. and uh, and then and then we have a closing circle and people are blissed out (laughs) (laughs) it's such a beautiful space too because you know there's so much care taken 
in creating a safe container with that consent and like giving permission to take care of themselves, the stuff that happens there is like so creative. It's like just a bunch of humans like together in their most like childlike state. Yes, this is the thing that I never would have expected is that when people feel safe and they know people won't encroach on their space and that they're allowed to ask for what they want, which even that in itself was a huge lesson. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden children begin to emerge within wow. the adult and people are very silly there's a lot of laughter because they're able to play like oh they like the, the burden is off there they don't have to be on guard yes. and then they're like free yep and as soon as you mm. you know put people in a position like as soon as people cuddle all of a sudden they become quite vulnerable so the small talk fades away and real conversations are happening the whole time yeah, to be quite honest like with all these people in our community i don't know what half of them do for a living because yep. we've never had that conversation because we right. don't care yeah we right. love them but what we care about is we know that that Lauren loves to spoon. <laughs> Lauren only wants to be the big spoon. All right. And we know that, you know, another person is the Bapa Bear in a position that we do. Like, everybody has their favorite things. That's what we talk about. Yeah. You know, what's really been interesting, it's interesting in, Chris, in Christina T, when you um, brought up this topic and you were, were talking about how consent is such a big issue, I was like, huh, wow, I was sort of humming and hawing about it. But as you're talking about this sort of what I would say self-compassion, because that's been a, a, a phrase that has been brought to my attention in the past six months, practicing more self-compassion and kind of unpacking what that is. But it's exactly what you're talking about, like understanding the power of uh, really honoring where you are and what you want. And and I think it like, especially for me, I was like, well, that's obvious. I do that. Mm. But then when I really looked at my life, I'm like, no, I, I don't like the littlest things. Like even I was at lunch with someone the other day and they're like, you know, oh, what pizza do you want? And and I'm like, oh, I don't really care. I don't care, you know, because I have no preference. And then a little voice inside me was like, oh, but you do because he offered pepperoni and I'm not wanting to eat pork lately. But I, you know, oh, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You know, because I didn't want to, I just, just those little things. I think really, it's been really interesting to see how empowering it can be to speak up and how disempowering it can be to not. And and, and that, that nuance, that subtle nuance of just what do I order it, it asks the question, what would be a mediocre experience and what would completely delight me? Right. And when I begin mm. to ask and actually put myself out there and say, you know what would be great is if you would hold my hand and look into my eyes and just tell me what you like about me. That's mm. something that we could ask at Cuddle Sanctuary. And then these yummy experiences, people begin to get very geeky about the yummy experiences that they feel comfortable asking for. Mm. So yeah, so that's the workshop. Okay. And then mm. Faye. Yeah, um... I take clients one-on-one and we have these beautiful connective sessions. It's, I like to think of it as something like a massage combined with therapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I took a client the other day and they said that it was like an emotional massage. (laughs) It's just, it's a really beautiful time. You know, I take clients in my home most of the time, even I also go to them, but most of my clients come to me and I take them into my space and we breathe together. We start by checking in with one another about where we are. Um, I do a little guided breathing and meditation to be in our bodies. And then we find authentic ways to connect with one another. Um, Sometimes we start very gently. We'll hold hands maybe, or we'll sit side by side and start talking. And then we'll hug for like a good five minutes. By the way, when Faye walked in the door and she uh, she asked me if I, did you ask me if I would like a hug or if you could give me a hug? (laughs) Freaking best hug of my life. Jean, I didn't, I, your hug was great too. I'm not saying it's like, it's not a, <laughs> but, but like we just had, cause I hadn't met her before, you know? So, um, so anyway, very sweet. Actually, what was interesting when I hugged both of you, I, I felt, um, I feel a little blocked today mm-hmm. and I thought I wasn't able to kind of open my heart mm-hmm. as much as I like to when mm-hmm. I hug. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the power of being present and knowing that, right, brought me to a state of awareness. Absolutely. And also what we like to say is you actually don't have to. Like socially, it seems like this is what we do. We're women. We should hug each other upon seeing each other. It's been months. And at Cuddle Sanctuary, we like to say, what are you wanting and needing right now? What would feel good? Which is why I asked you if you wanted a hug when I came in. Uh, And you said yes right away. But if you had hesitated, I probably would have said something like, no is perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, I interrupted your process. So you guys hug for about five minutes. And then what else happens? Sometimes the clients know what they want already when they come in. Um, But a lot of times I guide the sessions and we do touch at 
the level that both of us are comfortable in. So it's completely platonic. It's this connective space and we're there to interact with each other in any kind of way. So some clients I have, they're just there to have somebody listen to them. So we eye gaze, maybe we don't touch at all because that's not what they're looking for. Um, Some clients just want, you know, to be held and squeezed. And so I would take them and I would hold them. I have lots of different positions and poses that we use that is that helps open people up and help them feel safe. I yeah. will say that several people said that Faye um, gives a mighty strong hug. <laughs> <laughs> like that Faye can really... Yeah, you can't, can't see it from the other side, but I'm pretty petite. Yes. Pretty yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that when you When Faye holds you, you feel held can I say um you know as you're as you're describing this experience I'm thinking about the person who has called you Faye or Mm -hmm. uh, or who has agreed to you know who's going to the the sanctuary and I'm trying to get in their mindset and I guess what I'm thinking is that I don't I don't know how would I know that this is what I want because the thing is is I think when somebody is looking for when they're lonely and reaching out or wanting some touch or something, you immediately go sexual or, or romantic, right? I need a girlfriend. I want a boyfriend. Right, right. right. And so to, to like step outside that and say, uh, I I mean, maybe it's just a matter of knowing that this is an option. I I don't know. Want us to tell you a bit about our customers and our clients? I would love to. Yes. Can we take a break? break. And then we're going to come back and you're going to tell us about that. And, uh, and then I'm sure the number one question, which is probably on everyone's mind, which is like, what? This doesn't turn into sex. Come on. So we'll, pro- we'll get right. there when we come back as well. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, you can join the conversation at TA Talk Sex on our social media. Yeah. Um, Write us that advice at TATalkSex.com if you have any thoughts or questions on this. Definitely. And we're talking with Jean and Faye from Cuddle Sanctuary, which is based in L.A. Um, but you can find a lot of information about it online as well, right? Yeah. yeah. At with the Twitter, Cuddle Sanctuary, Facebook, Cuddle Sanctuary, website, Cuddle Sanctuary, Instagram, Cuddle Sanctuary. Whoa. I think you get the get, Yeah, get, a, get your cuddles from social media. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Welcome back to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And we've got Jean and Faye from the Cuddle Sanctuary. I feel just from this conversation like I'm being emotionally cuddled. (laughs) There's a warm glow in the room. Yeah, it is. It is. I knew there would be. Yay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. So, Jean, you were just about to tell us about your clients and who, like, who is... Yeah. How do you know you need it instead of a instead of a lover or a relationship? So some of our clients feel like they're actually trapped outside of relationships. Um, One example of that is the clients who are widowed or widowers. Uh, So folks who who are deeply missing their love partner and their and their bed partner and they're grieving or perhaps it's even a few years away from that. But it makes me think of military families too. Sorry, can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, Next would be people who are breaking up and divorcing, so they're also grieving in that change of life. They're not looking to launch into another relationship, um, but they could sure use some connection and human human kindness. Uh, Another group of people who are newer in town. So they haven't yet Aww. found their communities. So great. They, rather than, again, finding somebody to, to have sex with in their new town, how about just finding community and connection there? Mm. And then we have people who are simply like bucket list. They're like, what is this cuddle thing? I've got to <laughs> try it out. I've got to try it out. Uh, then there are people who simply, they just know that community is a wonderful thing to have. And they know about themselves that they're huggers. And they're like, this is perfect community of huggers. I want this. Like tea. Yeah, yeah. No, that was yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And I I realized I've been wanting this. I seek it out. I'm I am more touch inclined with friends, family, um people in my workplace. You know, nothing too heavy, but I I do touch their knee in conversation. I touch their mm-hmm. arm. Uh, you know, these sort of gentle things that signal I'm connecting with you. Mm-hmm. Um and I 
and I realized, oh, and also with acting and, and that sure, sort of training, yeah. you learn eye contact, you know, I and that today I'm looking you in the eye. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Jean, you're so great with it. And, oh, and yeah, and it's something that I, you know, I remember distinctly someone bringing that up in a class and then I challenged myself to give eye contact to people in a public way mm. without in kind of without, um, Blinking? I think. Well, no, I think it can be. It's <laughs> scary. It can, no, scary. Yeah, it can be associated. Exactly. It can be associated with weirdness or with like, I think, an aggressive intention. Yes. And it's and it's like, actually, no, I'm just present and I see you. I see you passing me on the sidewalk. Thank you. you know, there are three other groups you might be curious. Yeah, about I am. Oh, yeah. sorry, the, please. The first one is curious. They, they see us on meetup.com because we're there and they're like, what's that? I was looking for something. I thought we were looking for baking, but instead I'm going to go to this cuddle thing. Another group are people who are on the autistic spectrum, uh, mm. learning, uh, looking to learn more social skills and interaction skills. And then a third group are people recovering from trauma of some type who want to learn how to trust yeah. again in an extremely safe, structured environment. I feel like that's actually a lot of my clients in these uh, our affection spa. Now, I see a lot of people who are on a healing path of some sort. And when they find out about professional cuddling being an option, they immediately draw that link. they like, right. yes, this is like something that can heal um, my struggles with attachment, mm-hmm. uh, my struggle with feeling safe, to be in an environment where I know that I can just slowly and gently work on my relationship with touch. Uh, I think what makes it safe is actually that there is a financial exchange there. That they don't have to continue these relationships beyond the hour that we spend. And there can be something very contained for them and safe for them in that. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, so... I, I think it's I'm a powerful this, idea that's not often acknowledged, but yeah, the the power of of the that actually barrier. the financial exchange Definitely. allows and for I'm, a safe space because you're not committing something into the future. You don't have Definitely. to caretake the relationship, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, so as I'm hearing this, it sa- sounds a lot. It sounds very therapy oriented, but I I'm glad we're talking about this because I feel like there's a whole other demographic that I obviously we could tap into with this that um, I think as awareness raises about it but people like me in my situation where you're single Mm -hmm. I know I don't want a relationship right now I'm not Mm -hmm. actively avoiding it I just know it's not the right time but I say all the time that I'm not like I'm not getting touched I'm not there is no intimacy there's no I mean T gives me great hugs when we start I do my best when we start our days (laughs) we do it's nice it is great but but you know it's it's something that I have even recently, it's been a few months now since I've really had a um, any kind of frolic, really. Right. Which means with the frolic, which is the yummy sex, comes the extended touch. Right. That lasts for more than 20 seconds, more than right. 30 seconds. So at, at Cuddle Sanctuary, we talk about ODO, optimum daily oxytocin. Uh, our mammal bodies, we're human mammals, and mammals are meant to release oxytocin after about 20 seconds of touch. Hmm. And so I think you would find that if you had a one-minute hug, like just a solid, relaxed, breathing, one solid minute of hug, every day you'd be like, so much better. You know what? Yeah. I kind of want to Instagram it. our hug every time we meet for a, a pro- yeah, you know production meeting hug. or something. Please do. What okay. we notice when we put um, when we take photos of people who are hugging and connecting or take video, or just when we're in our workshop and we demonstrate a cuddle position, the entire room, doesn't it say the entire room goes, Aww. Aww. Yeah. it's you amazing. It. So watching other people connect can actually probably, I don't know the science behind it. I just know everybody breathes. Yeah. But I think it mirrors the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way we learn, right? If you see, if you see it, you, yeah, you can emulate it. It's sort of the first step of learning. Can we can we go into the um, the sexuality sure. st- stuff? Like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm sure there are those out there listening that were like, whatever. Like these guys just want to get in your pants, Faye, and you know, <laughs> whatever. So, um, yeah, how does it? How d- how is it different? Why doesn't it escalate to that? Right. It does arouse. I mean, it's like, well, sh- wouldn't arousal happen? Faye's a beautiful woman, you know. Like how so? So I, is Jean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just saying because you are, but I, you, were, you were saying that Faye goes to people's homes and you know versus like I'm sure at the sanctuary where it's a group thing, maybe it people is. would be like, oh, it's inappropriate to get aroused, you it know. So I, I do professional cuddling as well, one on one, and I, I'll take it to Faye. Faye, when you're doing sort of an intake conversation on the phone, will you talk to that? Will you tell them yeah. about how we talk about arousal? We're very direct. Um, we we 
every conversation that we have with somebody new to our service, we make sure that they know that this is, we're not winking and nudging when we talk about cuddling. You know, there right. are no quotation marks. We are saying mm. this is a completely platonic experience, which means that even the intention of the space is non-sexual. And I, I check with them, is this something that that you understand and that you're looking for? I, I have conversations with them to make sure that for some people, this isn't the right service for them. Yeah, they're looking or needing a sex worker and they just haven't yeah. figured that out for themselves mm-hmm. or just owned up to what Oh yeah, they oh, haven't cool. given themselves permission. Like yeah. I, right. I actually flat out asked the question, why are you coming to me and not a sex worker? Great, and and they almost always say, oh, I don't want sex. <laughs> so that and, or happen. do they want orgasm exactly. or like massage, central massage? Or... And maybe what they need instead of sex is a place to express their sexuality in a safe space. And I'm not the space for that. Yeah. So those just are, those are clients that will screen out and point them to other resources. Right. Um, our clients are not all men. Uh, we have clients. Across, yeah, I was curious about that. We have clients across the gender spectrum. Um, and so the way I handle it um, is I'll just simply say, I understand that your body might have a response to cuddling, especially if your whole life, whenever you've cuddled somebody, it's in a sexual context. Mm-hmm. So please know that if you get an erection, we will not freak out. It's Great. okay. We'll just change your position. We'll change what we're doing and the activity so we can bring the energy from erotic back to platonic. That's what I, I yeah, I think you're hitting on something really key, which I remember even having a conversation with well friends and I feel like my brother and I talked about this once but just massage and Mm -hmm. for men I think the fear and the discomfort of what if I get an erection I don't want to be that guy I'm not a creep I'm not right all this anxiety around the erection I just had an intake conversation with somebody yesterday evening and I said do you have any any questions for me because everything was going great it seemed like a perfectly great client he's like nope I don't have any questions and then I was like let's talk about erections shall we and he's like (laughs) Yeah, I was worried about that. <laughs> so he wasn't going to bring it up because our clients are meticulously concerned that they don't want to offend. Yeah. They want to make sure they yes. do it right. And yeah. guess what? You might not even be having an erotic thought and your body has that response. Exactly. And then they feel like their their penises have betrayed them. Right. And yeah. so we put that right on the table, so to speak, and we just talk about it so that when we're in the session, we all know how to handle it. Yeah, cool. And a lot of people who find us are just like, oh, thank goodness, like, because they have been seeking out sex as a form of getting their touch needs met. Right, exactly. And that's I think this is happening they, a lot, especially with younger people. Right, and then to find out that they can get to the cuddling part without having to right. go through that whole charade well, yeah. is so, it's such a big, big relief for them. It feels like a life hack. Right, right, right. It felt like that for me. I mean, my bottom, you know, my bottom terrible moment that brought me to cuddling is exactly that. Throwing myself at somebody who didn't want it, neither did I, because I wanted to spoon with them. And at the end of it, when I'm like, let's spoon. And he's like, no, I would do that with a girlfriend. You're not a girlfriend. And I'm like, what? I just spent four hours dedicating my time and then the sexual experience to get to this. And then I realized, I think I need to be a little more honest with myself. Uh I need connection, eye contact, hugging, holding hands, and snuggling. Right. I also need sex, but not always in yeah, the same situation. They're two separate things. Yeah. They can go together, but they're yeah. two different needs. I think that's the important thing. I think like we don't really separate them, you know, in and our culture. In our culture, it's lo- it's yeah. lost. I mean, back in the day, there was a fire, and people snuggling around the fire for protection and safety. Like in earlier times. Yeah, I was like, right. mm, in particular, <laughs> yeah. in earlier times. That's why I believe the oxytocin works in the body is because we realize that keeps us safe right. when we are connected. And now mm. we're driving in boxes, our cars, living in boxes, our apartments, working in boxes, our cubicles. Yeah, we don't need each other economically as we used to. Like, for example, we don't need relationships. We can complete as women right now. We are independent. You know, we can hold our own. We don't need to share a home with a whole tribe and community. And so there's a lot of isolation now built into our lives. And we're yeah. finding that we do need each other. It's just in a different way. Yes. Wait, Faye, I love that you hit on that because I, I just had a conversation last night with a good friend where I've been feeling frustration from conversations with family and friends about about dating or relationships where, um, for example, my mother, I mean, very much has climbed her way up in her own career and and is independent and has been married twice but is single and you know all these things where you know she goes we 
honey, like you can do everything on your own. You're independent. You don't need the relationship. And I kind of got angry and said, no, I, I do need a relationship. And I, I guess it's almost like a reactionary statement. I get that I can stand on my own. And I think a lot of our show has been dedicated to growth and, and self-awareness. But I go, the human condition is to need each other. I don't know. Does yeah. that? Well, the problem is, does it also need to come with sharing your pocketbook and sharing your home? Can't we need each other, love each other and connect without having all the burden of all that that has to come with it? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I just but, before we yeah, move on, because this is going into a great area, but I just wanted to you guys t- and just to touch back on what you guys said about um, shifting the erotic energy and making it more gene. And I saw that you had that on your site. And, I, and so I was just wondering if you could mention how you do that exactly and i i'm thinking i guess i think a lot of people listening would wonder if that's even possible it's like mm-hmm. oh it's there just go with the flow and i think that's the typical mindset of our culture and it, yeah so important to consider well when you're with your kids at family dinner and you have a sexual thought do you keep that sexual thought and go with the flow or do you bring it back to family time when you're at the office and you're having a, you know, you're in a conference. Um, can you can you move and shift your energy to what's appropriate for the situation? Of course you can. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the big shift is that I think around sexuality, we always feel like it just happens. Like, right. you know, like we don't have any control um, over our bodies and our thoughts and what we do. And, and if it happens, then we should just kind of go in the direction. And I, I beg to differ. I think that we, it can be a choice. What we're yeah. suggesting is that you can be a ninja lover. And be able be able to consciously put your attention to sexuality and put your attention elsewhere if yes. you choose to. And some people learn this through the art of tantra. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is an an activity that's based that's sort of um, inspired by tantra. Is that when we're aroused, a lot of energies in the groin. Yes. So you can use your imagination and imagine imagine that you could with each inhale bring the energy up to the heart, and that right. might basically you know, become more that loving compassion energy versus the sexy groin energy. Yeah, I, I, um, I have a, so I'm coming out with a sensual massage video series. Aww, and because um, awesome. I've been doing it Faye, for for seven years. And, um, and that that's a huge key thing, you know, that I have to go over, which is like really overcoming that erotic energy. And I don't and yeah, I don't think that it's, um, I think it's an instant gratification society. It's like you have you have that you feel this energy, and you do something about it, especially for men. So I'm really grateful that you're I'd like to offer it's also a society of scarcity. Yeah. And so if the masculine or feminine feels like they have an opportunity, pounce on it, get it now because there's not enough. Which I, it's it's sort of this cyclical thing because for me, I see it as um, when women are guarded and when we're clamped down because we don't have a masculine um, entity that understands how to nurture and like, get us to a place where we're openly blossoming, then safety, right? Then we're not like, there is going to be scarcity because we're going to like, nope, nope, nope. So it's a cyclical. Exactly. And then women are given less permission to be openly sexual and to have to enjoy pleasure. And so as we shift that, as we give ourselves permission to be open about what we want, then it it doesn't have to be, uh, let me take as much as I can in that moment, as opposed to this sort of mutual exchange where we come together and say, I would like this. And the other person can say, I would like that too. And yeah. then open that up. Well, we're going to take a little break, but I, before we do, I, I guess I'm, I would like to, when we come back from break, talk about how it maybe does translate into your sexuality, you know, the, po- the positive impacts mm, of it. Of cuddling. Yeah, of learning this sort of skill yeah. and the yes. consent and boundaries. And Yeah, and then I'd also in. like to, to, of course, talk about for every, like, how do we move forward? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we, if we live in a normal society, how do we implement this into our lives? Lots of ideas for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Do you want to, uh, as everyone knows, advice at tatalksex.com. If you uh, would like to discuss this or have questions, um, please message us, advice at tatalksex.com. We talk about it at the end of every month, um, whatever you guys write in. And you can go to my website, stephanieallen.com, to get some information on those massage videos I mentioned that are coming out very soon. And, and um, we're talking with Jean and Faye from the Cuddle Sanctuary, which is based in L.A. You can find all that information on social media and, and their website, cuddlesanctuary.com. <laughs> And uh, you're listening to TNA Talks X. I'm T. And I'm A.
Welcome back. Happy holidays. I'm T. And I'm A. We're on TNA Talk Sex. That was backwards. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back with Jean and Faye talking about cuddling. Um, so I was curious about kind of how does it positively impact sex when sex does happen, <laughs> even though the art of cuddling is non-sexual. Wait, I'm confused about this question. How does having the gift of cuddling or what do you mean? Yeah. I think just I would say it this way I have one thing that made me think of Um, when people learn these boundaries and when they're able to know when they're in a sexual situation and not it can create safety the safety that we were just talking about before the break that can help people feel like they can blossom so when it's appropriate like when two people are wanting to become like people can meet in these communities um, and take these skills out into the world it happens to me at my you know when I first came to a, a cuddle workshop two years ago, mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway I had wasn't around the touch. I was getting a lot of that in my life. It was around what I learned how to say no. And I learned to really just tune into my body and figure out what it is that I want and give myself permission to ask for that. And I took that home to my partner and changed our sex life up completely. How so? Like, like I just started to realize that there were some things that I was acquiescing in mm-hmm. our sex life. Mm-hmm. They'd sort of just like, like gotten yeah, lazy on or, exactly. or it was like, like okay, it sure. was working for me before and you know, I wasn't so into it anymore. And I kind of let that happen. I wasn't taking the time to like really check in with myself. Whereas in this cuddle practice, that is all we do is we're constantly checking in. Um, and I'm learning what consent is. It's not just permission, right? It's not just allowing you to do something. It's about being fully present. Finding your hell yes. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. Now, wow. Sorry. I just, I'm so excited mm-hmm. by it because we don't, we do live more in a place of permission, I yes. think, in our daily lives than enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. Then what's the most optimal active choice? Which I kind of wish we could return it, to be honest, because whenever I hear consent, I sort of cringe and think of rape. And it's mm. so, like, honestly, boundaries. you know? Right. How about boundaries? Yeah. yeah. Or like, like, or like, what you don't want to do. What you don't what want you to do. do. And, and yeah, I guess, yes, really finding that, that hell yes, mm-hmm. that what I really, really want instead of the mediocre yeah so in my own practice with my boyfriend i've been able to expand our repertoire of touch so sometimes Mm. rather than let's have a sex date it can be can for 20 minutes can i you know caress your arm and give you the tingles you know there's lots more things we can do that are non-sexual and connective and and heart opening and can i say i think it's a matter of and i and i found this in my own work as doing sensual massage that um um I think when you have an expanded repertoire and you both are practicing that, like you, it, it expands your sensuality and, yes. and your ability to be dynamic because as opposed to just being um, stimulated or moved by the typical erogenous zones, it's like your whole being and your whole body becomes sensitive and you appreciate different kinds of touch. You're, it's like it really is a refined ability to sense Yes. You know, yes. yeah. yeah, that's a great way of saying it. I have to say that I so I attended Jean's workshop. Yes. Um, yeah, and it was so powerful. And like you're saying, Faye brought me to this centered um, checking in with myself. Um, when am I saying hell yeah? When am I just saying yeah? It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have seen. So even though this is about the non-sexual touch experience, I have seen how even how it's emboldened me with my sexuality where I go, I want it to be even slower. I want it even slow, yeah. even slower. I'm like, this is like, I mean, to turn sexual, like I, I've had these moments where, um, where if a man's sort of, you know, playing with my breast or using his tongue, I'm like, I like so slow, like where there's maybe even like a little bit of spit on the nipple and like that I can feel that. Right. Right. And so it's sensitive. Yeah. I know everything about her. I am. Body. I'm very sensitive, but it, to that point where a lot of my, you know, my love connections, they don't realize that I'm that sensitively that I'm that sensual or whatever tuned in. And so I'm like, you can lick my finger with your tongue and I'm going to feel the shiver Mm. and like, yeah, like go that slow and having and feeling entitled or or feeling confident enough to ask for that and know that to feel that good. Yeah. Yeah. And that we're both going to get pleasure from that. And that's been such a cool um, grounding experience and how how much my partner enjoys it too like mm-hmm, yeah. they're so excited that I'm they that I'm being so clear with what I want yeah you're you were empowered to verbally request exactly specifically what you desire 
Mm-hmm. And that's something. Yeah. That's the idea about going slow, uh, that we, we were learning that in our cuddle class <laughs> last weekend is, uh, is that what, at whatever pace in which you're stroking somebody, let's say their arm, their foot, what have you, their, their face, like slow it even more. And, and what I've noticed is the client goes, ah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm going so <laughs> You can't go wrong with going slow. I talk about this in my videos too. It's like, it, it's so it, good. Yeah, I was, and it brings you into the moment too. It's yeah. like a hyper meditation. Mm. I was uh, I was joking with a lover, but I think my new approach is, you know, buto slow. You know, I don't know if you're like buto dance <laughs> form. Like, yeah, I'm just. doing it verbally. I'm doing it visually. Yeah. You can't get the joke. I'm like, you can't even believe how <laughs> slow I need it. Like just imperceptibly melting in space <laughs> <laughs> it's like it reminds me of that opera i watched <laughs> it is well they, that was infused with a buto thing We've, anyway um, um so i wanted to talk about uh how we can bring this into our lives mm-hmm. basically and um yeah i mean what what can we what can we do how do we do that i have one idea it's inspired by the holidays being a lonely month for folks and i'm hoping it'll be fun as well we call it the hashtag cs holiday hug challenge which basically suggests folks could get a 20 second hug put it on video hashtag it so that other people can see and relax and see that hug and maybe be encouraged to do it themselves a 20 second hug boosts oxytocin so by making it fun by making it sort of like a contest or a game the real point behind it is having a reason to ask right Mm. because you're doing a challenge what i'm recommending underneath all of this is ask for hugs can i have a hug or can i give you a hug yeah may i give you a hug can we share a hug and and realizing that if you are feeling like the need for hugs, you're not going to be alone. There's going to be somebody else. Like when I first got into this cuddling work, I had a best friend who I would see, you know, every week for tea or something like that. And I just wanted to be closer. And then when I realized that actually I could ask, I could say, <laughs> hey, I don't feel like we're sitting close enough. Like, can I just come over and hold your hand while we're having tea together? Mm. Just offering. And the answer could be no. And I would be like, okay, let me ask somebody else <laughs> instead. So just giving myself permission to ask. Look, I've been giving hand massages to my oh, friends. Or, nice. Yeah, this is exactly well, my it. hand massage. I know. I, just, I, haven't, I haven't given you one. No, You're right. It's my favorite. Work when we get here. I'm gonna. We're gonna do a little hand massage after. But, Thank but you. yeah, just like a little. <laughs> if we're sitting there having tea or coffee, I thought about it, and I'm like, I yeah, kind of the same way. Like, so we're sitting across from each other. It's vulnerable. And I wanna. I wanna touch you. It's vulnerable. My friends that I love to ask to give. Yes. Yeah. For those of you listening who are givers, to say, would you like a shoulder rub? Who says no to that? Like, right? <laughs> I like that. You know, and and to you know, to Faye's point about the coffee shop, there was a study done where um, uh, the the researcher went around the world and watched people at coffee shops to see how often they touch. And in the United Kingdom, I believe it's zero. Okay, in the United States, twice in an mm. hour long coffee, and then in Paris, I believe it was like 120. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That explains Rico, I had a French boyfriend for a long time. Yeah, I like the cuddles. I think it was 240, but the wow. point is um, the idea of Faye to basically break the cultural norm to right. say, how about we just sit hands, you know, sit and hold hands while we have our tea? Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I, I liked also the, the approach of if you are asking someone, I, for me, a big fear around it is the rejection of it. And I think, right. I, I think sometimes when you say, hey, can I get a hug? It can feel... I think for the other person, sometimes like you're at, you want to take something from them. Right, right. And I, and maybe you guys can add on it, but I found that when I own it and I kind of say, Hey, I could really use a hug. Would you be open to that? Then, then it's less threatening to them a little bit. Cause it's like, they see that you're in need and you're, yes. and you're kind of showing that I vulnerability. That. I have people ask me for hugs a lot and I do feel that way. I feel like I'm getting sapped, you know, yeah, like, so, I'm, like I'm someone's drug. Uh, these are particular relationships. But <laughs> I, I probably am a drug to them, but, uh, but clarifying, but, but you saying that to you, I'm like, yes, I would prefer if they said that I would be more open. Cause then they're acknowledging that their need rather than being, than expecting that you can provide it for them. They're sort of just saying, Hey, I could use this. And if you're open to giving me that, then you don't feel the burden or the responsibility. It takes yeah. a lot of courage to be that to be that open. 
people sometimes are afraid to say, I really could use a hug. Do you have one? Can I have one? Uh, because of the no that might come. Yeah, but might. I, I find that when I don't do that, I find I get no more. Because, and I, I think in many ways of communicating, when you just kind of assert without letting the person know the why, mm-hmm. I think that's it. It's like if the why isn't there, then the person's like, Whoa. what just happened? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I no, no, I'm I'm in a different headspace. And mm-hmm. what you do need to show the vulnerable element. I just have a a thing in my head about my sister. Mm-hmm. Quickly, like when I was talking with her one time about a, something I had a need for, mm-hmm. and it was exactly that. She she reacted. Um, aggressively because she felt I was pushing her away Mm -hmm. because I didn't own my why or I didn't explain myself in in why I needed something from her Um, anyway I I feel like that's relevant to the hugging thing yeah there's a connection to the vulnerability of asking and we are human beings and we don't feel super vulnerable when we go to a restaurant Mm -hmm. and we ask for a meal and right. then we pay for it. For example, you had wrote a beautiful blog about this. Why are we ashamed to ask for a hug when it's a human need, like oxygen, shelter, et cetera? Because, yeah. because it, we, we don't, like it hasn't, we haven't been taught that it is a yes. need. And that's the thing that, that kind of concerns me. I you wanted to bring up, away. I wanted to bring up, um, as I'm envisioning this coffee shop study um, and thinking about the people at home listening, I guess one thing that comes up for me is, are we just talking about long, like extended non-sexual touch or are we actually also talking about like, like, um, light touch during conversation and just, uh, you know, touching the shoulder, touching the, like touching the hand. I Getting feel like, squeezes from Aya sitting next to her. <laughs> but here, and Jean, you've been in the corporate world. I've literally, I've never worked for anyone in my life. Um, that's a curse <laughs> and a blessing, but, um, I've, I've never been in like the typical mm-hmm. modern adult world, but I do feel or sense that anytime there is even a light touch like that, where you break that barrier, which I'm very hands-on, I, I touch freely mm-hmm. and I kind of push the boundary a little. I don't force them, but like mm-hmm. if someone's uncomfortable, I, I mean, I see that I touch there. They welcome it. You know, I'm not like I, I touching a, them. No, just, I worked at an architecture firm and, and I'm like you, the shoulder, the knee, you know, nothing. But too, I see that it is like a different, it's like, oh, there's touch. It's like, well, happily, I mean, it, I mean, the big one big step was that HR departments were bringing massage therapists in for 10 or 15 minute chair massages. It was sort of like saying, wait a minute, there's a need and all of the employees are putting signing up for it. So, OK, we know there's a need for touch. So that was a step in the right direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. I put on and then quickly removed from our Cuddle Sanctuary website, website corporate touch therapy. Really? Because I, I would basically, it's a bit ahead of its time. But the idea of coming into a corporate space, having a conference oh, room, having people that. sign up for 15-minute boost. Now, imagine if people are boosted, they're boosted up on their oxytocin, which helps people feel connection and compassion. Then they go back to work and they bring that to their business deals. Yes. Well, actually, we were just reading an article by, on Psychology Today that was talking about um, how, how human touch uh, boosts productivity. It increases the economy. Oh, it, because it creates compatible. Like a, it said that M- MBA uh, teams that mm-hmm. touched more mm-hmm. won, won more, more games. games. Yes. Yeah, m- basketball. That's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. right. They touched more. And which came first? Is it the camaraderie that creates o- okay to touch? Right. Interesting. But there's yeah. a team building element to it. Fascinating that study. Okay, we are going to take another little break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, things that people that you, our listeners can do to connect with their family more when they're going home or yeah how to connect with the family more who maybe are not into touch you know you can feel the distance in your family um or also if you aren't going home like a stephanie i know to be with the family how how can you seek that out more especially during the holiday season Will you guys be my cuddle partners for the holidays (laughs) you can attend a a cuddle session the answer is yes the answer is when we'll be right back we're talking with jean and faye from the cuddle sanctuary uh and uh this is TNA Talks X. I'm T. And I'm A. And we're back with TNA Talks X. We're talking with Faye and Jean from Cuddle Sanctuary. Uh, I'm T. And I'm A. <laughs> also known as Christina and Stephanie. Uh, um, yeah, so we left off with wanting to know how we can all connect with our families more. Um, 
you know, I know on my dad's side, no touch. Really, the family is very American in that way. Um, my mother's side, Latin, they can be a bit handsy. And you're like, can you not <laughs> pinch my butt again? <laughs> Mom, stop kissing my ear. It hurts. <laughs> but uh, no, it's so loving. It's yeah. annoyance with love. But, and but I know, yeah, no and touch in, on the other side. And in my family, we, I thank God, you know, my mom was very hands on. Like, we were just a cuddle family. We had cuddle pie. I had four wait there's four kids three brothers and so we were always wrestling and play fighting which is also it's touch you know it's definitely helpful and um cuddle piles and puppy piles with the whole family uh, until we were adults like it, it was always like so i'm grateful that we had that environment but not every family is like that it's a sort of strange so, absolutely how do how do how do i touch my dad's side of the family more <laughs> without freaking them out yeah (laughs) you know connection doesn't have to happen with touch i think that that oxytocin boost can happen from something as very simple as spending time together intentionally but i do learn from my clients i have clients who didn't grow up in families where touch was a positive thing like either they got no touch or the touch they did get was getting beat up you know like Hmm. something and so they would have um, a lot of trauma to work through and um, I'm thinking of one client in particular who went to his dad and said, Dad, this is something that I really need. And could we just share a quick hug whenever we see each other? Hmm. And it's nothing awkward. It's not like you have to hug for 20 seconds. It's just that you can share a quick hug, like an acknowledgement of one another. And and now um, the dad asks him for hugs sometimes. Oh, so that changed. What he didn't say is, Dad, can we have a three-minute hug? Right. And start singing Kumbaya. No, quick hug. Like something approachable and manageable. That was a great segue. Yeah, very simple ask. We had a client who um, was in a lot of grief because there was no touch with her mom. And she came and received a professional cuddle. And she's like, my mom is dying. I have to touch her. Wow. What do I do? How do I? And she ba- basically was the leader. You know, now she's the she's the grown up who's going to say, Mom, I'm going to I'm going to hold your hand. I said, OK. And then they became we got more touch. What do you think about like um, like hand pats or leg pats or like you, you touching may be, the shoulder? You may be surprised that different people have um, different uh, capacity for receiving that kind of touch. Um, uh, some people love it. They're like, finally, finally, they're like puppies, you know, finally, right. finally, I'm getting the touch I want. Other people actually, their cortisol, their stress hormone boosts right. because of it. You don't know if they have trauma in their background. Wow. Yeah. So paying attention to body language, frankly, I'm a real geek about asking. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I know that that bursts a lot of people's bubbles. They're like, I'm so proud to be touchy. I touch everybody. Well, not everybody wants your touch. Well, I, I think also it takes a sensitivity. I, I mean, I don't, no, I don't think I've made anyone uncomfortable with my touch, but I, but you do, but there's, I don't touch everyone, you know no, what I mean? You're, you you're feel that. raising a really good point, Jean. I'm, I am a toucher in that sense. And I definitely in your workshop realized how much of like a floodgate I am <laughs> and, and, and how I, how I had to really push myself to do the ask and really go, Oh, do you want this? Cause I'm ready to just, you know, exactly like, Oh, let's drape on you. And and I was surprised at, at the, my lack of like a valve, you know, <laughs> uh, stopper. But as a puppy, you know, with that puppy. I'm energy, like totally like a puppy. Yeah. You will adore the hugs and touch that you get when you know the other parties like a hell yes. Oh, those hugs are so yummy. Mm. Probably just like, you know, Faye and Stephanie had like, mm-hmm. like you knew it was coming and then you could just drink it in. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like the way you're describing it. Cause I also, to be honest with my father, um, there was not that touch and I, I've talked about this on other shows. I, through making the decision to hug him more, he started to hug back and say, and then started to be more affectionate. And that's beautiful, but I didn't do it in the way that you're talking about. And now that, you know, now that I'm hearing it, it makes so much sense to ease into it. Um, In a way, out of my own desperation, I took control of it. But how beautiful would it have been to even say, hey, can I, can I hug you? Um, And then, and then get that okay from him. I'd say let's not do this perfectly, shall we? Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Let's just make Start. a commitment to try and experiment. And it sounds like is, it was perfect for your dad. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it, nice. It it's nice. We're very affectionate now. As as we touch more, we feel how human and how normal it is, and so it's it's okay to reach and be that first person to say, "Let's try this." And then the more you do it, the more it just becomes a part of your practice. It doesn't have to be this weird thing. Oh no, we're hugging now. We never hugged before. Yeah, and you know. I'm, I'm, I'm 
thrilled to have you guys on because I think, you know, when you immediately hear cuddle sanctuary, professional cuddlers, and, you know, this buzz about it, you immediately go, what? This is weird. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, I just want to stress, if we haven't already throughout the whole episode, how Im- how important and, and what you were saying, Faye, natural human touches and how when we take that out of our normal everyday life, it throws everything out of balance, mm-hmm. you know, but in ways that we just s- sort of adapt. Yeah. So, my, uh, you know, one motto I want to adopt is we want to cuddle ourselves out of business. Mm-hmm. Oh, Some people yeah. are like, these people, they're... they're they're capitalizing on capitalizing on no we're trying to be part of a solution but i imagine that we won't cuddle ourselves out of business even if our culture change changes because me when i travel within the first two days i get really lonely so yeah i want to call a professional cuddler to to join me for a cuddle so there's a bunch of reasons why it would make sense to continue it even if our culture becomes more connected it's okay to outsource and that's the thing it's like if Let's say your family isn't the place that your touch needs are going to be met. Like if you're feeling really lonely, outsource it. It I mean it's there's Super, so many, seek it yeah, out. Seek, seek it, it elsewhere. It's okay to to say I need this. Where can I get it elsewhere? It's okay to be in between relationships and still get your touch needs met right. and then you get back in a relationship and maybe it's not as much of a need. Well, can this, I oh Go ahead. I, I was going to say that I, I also, in other capacities, you know, I realized, for example, my mother isn't the best person to go to for emotional advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I said, okay, I need to actually actively pick someone else. And I think in the same way, you go, who who in my life does offer that in the way that I I would like it? We want to avoid any toxic touch in your life and replace it with nurturing, nourishing touch. I have I have two questions. One is... If I'm, if I, um, how do we, if I am, a, if, if I had a young family, how would I raise them differently? Or what would I do differently to sh- help make a shift? <laughs> I'm doing the happy dance silently. Over here. <laughs> One way is to, is to not say to your kids, go kiss your grandma, go kiss your grandpa goodbye. Hmm. No more compulsory touch. Because what that teaches a, a young person is that they don't have agency over their bodies. So instead, do you feel like a hug? Would you prefer a high five? That kind of thing. Um, So that children know that they can calibrate the touch that comes to them and they are not victim to whatever the grownups want to give them. Which would repel them from from touch. Well, also they just, as a, I'll just say as a woman, as a young, as a girl growing into a woman, I learned I didn't have much agency over my body. Mm. So all these things we've talked about, like, oh, I've never learned to ask. Where does that come from? Yeah. Kiss your grandmother. Yes. Your grandmother. Can I also say too, like this actually just came up in conversation. I, I have no idea where or how, but um, uh, someone was telling me a story when they were a kid, uh, or maybe there, it was a parent raising their kid, and they they it sort of like they the kid reached a certain age, and so hugs or kisses no longer happened, oh, so or sad. nudity no longer maybe happened. maybe with the father like and the daughter. Yes. That kind I don't of thing. know, but it was something where it was like wow, like but there really is that mentality there. But in fact, there was even criticism in the news recent, literally a couple of days ago, about an actress being criticized for kissing her son who's like you know eight nine ten on the lips, mm-hmm. and it's like there you know, but there is a lot of this heightened attention around abuse sexual abuse and it's like so i think uh, there's a hypersensitivity about why i don't want to cross a line and screw my kid up but maybe we're screwing them up anyway if we're (laughs) all of a sudden withdrawing something i would certainly say when you take a teenager in one of their their most vulnerable years and you remove the love and connection that they used to have because they certain because they've come attractive to you well because they now have hormonal sexual they're they've matured into puberty right right so for the grown-ups to basically be afraid to touch their kids because of uh because it's scary to have a, a budding sexual person in the room um, is sad because I just speak for myself, and I think uh, I think there's a whole host of young women who have experienced that they, we just disappeared in, to our fathers. Yes, yeah. Because they're so afraid, and I would say, fathers, get your shit together, learn how to move your sexual energy so you can have appropriate hugs yeah. and connection with your it, with it's your daughters. That, it's that work that we do with this. We have this deep trust in this platonic space because that's what we are always creating. And I think if our culture could have more of that trust in in being able to know where the line is like within themselves between the sexuality and, and platonic connection then then it would be okay to have that kind of 
touch. Then it would then we wouldn't have to withdraw it for fear that it's going to turn sexual. Right. Sit on dad's lap without it meaning something. (laughs) Weird. And teachers are not allowed to hug their students. Right. Uh, Right. Really? This is a new thing. That's what I'm saying. This hypersensitivity of of sexual abuse. I think there's something they can do like hand on the shoulder. I mean, and these kids are like, but I want to. Oh my God. I've had so so many teachers that I loved and I did hug them. I remember we had, you know, uh, Miss Kubesh in middle school and we would stay during recess because we like loved her so much Mm -hmm. and just talking to her. A study that showed that um, kids who got like even touch on their shoulder would do better in school. Same yeah, I know we go- read some studies yeah. about that too. Same thing goes with medical professionals. Um, when they feel that your doctor truly cares and usually it's around a touch, uh, their prognosis and their and their plan for healing is improved. Basically, people get healthier. I was when they feel their daughter, the, doctor cares. Yeah, the gynecologist. And while the gynecologist is doing a procedure, I ask, there's usually a nurse in the room, or you know, and I'm like, I need you to hold my hand because I can't, like I have anxiety. Yeah, and, and when they do, it's <laughs> such a relief. <laughs> you know, so, I don't know, permission to ask for that. Yeah, that's great. Um, so my, my final question was, what does a future society look like where we where we cuddle we cuddle you out of business you know and and it sounds to me like it's all boiling down to um um sort of dissecting or or teasing apart uh human touch from sexual touch and maybe that's the bifurcation we first need to implement um but i don't know it's like what, what would it look like in a society where i go to travel and there's nobody there in the city that i know and you know, do I hire the cuddle? Like, what What so would be I the alternative? Have, I have ideas. One is that um, cuddling becomes as popular as getting a massage, like the massage place, massage envy, all the different places that are massage all over the country that you can just pop, you know, in your lunch hour, go and grab a cuddle, uh, have your lunch, and get back to work. Right. Uh, and so... That means that companies like ours, like Cuddle Sanctuary and our colleagues, um, become part of the norm. Um, so if you're in L.A., visit Cuddle Sanctuary. If you're in Portland, visit Cuddle Up To Me. If you're traveling uh, you, and you want to see if there's a cuddler in your neighborhood, go to cuddlist.com. So we're around. Great. Yeah, yeah. There's cuddlists everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, would it be, do you guys think that... Um, we could reach a place where we could be at a bar having a drink when we're traveling and there's someone next to us and we're like, hey, do you want to go sit down and just hang out and maybe be physical together without yes, having yeah. sex yes. involved? I, would, I think that would be the... I yeah. would love if, it, if that conversation could happen without intoxicants. Right. For well, many people, true. the intoxicants are like the social lubrication that can turn into me even talking. And then hopefully jumping upstairs for the sex. Wouldn't it be nice to just have, you know, have a club soda and snuggle in the in the atrium? <laughs> Can I, it just yeah. reminds me of a really funny instance where I was at my cousin's, yeah, birthday party and it was uh, a bar and we, that we were drinking. But <laughs> I, comically, I had this heart to heart bond with this guy and we were, ta- we were just going so deep about fr- family and relationships and all this stuff. And at some point I said, I said, oh, let's do butterfly kisses. That feels so good. And we're like doing eyelashes on each other's cheeks, right? Well, my cousin comes over, she goes, she, you know, and everyone sort of panics. They're watching us. And they're going, and they're, you know, they're like, she's drunk and we need to intervene. And, and someone's, and they're like, are you okay? What's, what's going on here? And I, I said, we're good. We're just butterfly kissing. You know, but it was such an interesting. But can I ask though, yeah. was he like expectant of sex afterward? No. Good for no, him. Yeah. It was truly just this honest connection. And I'm only now remembering it and how strange it was to everyone else. Yeah. But can I say that as a woman, when I am th- putting yeah. myself in that position, I immediately, like, I do the clamp up. It's like, well, I can't openly butterfly kiss because I know that you're going to read that the wrong way and then, you know, want sex and that's not where I want to go. So it's like puts a stop on the whole touch thing. I. Well, Sorry, go Faye. ahead. Get, yeah. Oh, I, I just want to say about the shift in the culture, yeah. going back to that, I think what's going to happen is as we talk about this, as we t- teach people about the need for touch, that we're going to approach it very differently. Um, we all understand now the need for sex, I think. Right. That, that's Good. accepted as a Point. physical yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. And we understand the need for exercise and we understand the need even for meditation now. I think touch is this next thing where we can frontier. look at this as a practice. Like I plan ahead for my meals. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to eat healthy, if, if I want to be nourished, I have to spend my time planning what I'm going to eat and when and how. And I think touch is going to be exactly the same thing once we understand 
that this is not just an emotional need. For some reason, those don't get met as well. It's also a physical need that we have. Thank you. And it's a powerful social lubricant because, well, in 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 more ways than one. But you know, it's touch is tied with you know increasing violence and lack of community and like like a a a fraction a fraction in the world when you're saying like a lack of fraction. Yes, sorry, lack of touch violence. See, this this is where you know our mission to you know we get to change the world you know, one cuddle mm-hmm. at a time, at it's a time. very thrilling. The idea that if it's true that a lack of touch creates more violence in people, then what does an abundance of touch create? Yeah. Great. Cool. Thank you guys so much for being on. This is a great conversation and it's so helpful. Yes. Um, so Faye Wyatt from Cuddle Sanctuary and uh, everybody and Jean Franz Blau and you guys uh, go to cuddlesanctuary.com to uh, well, Jean, what's going on? There's it. workshops. Yeah. There's a lot going yes, on, right? Yes, we have a couple. Of, we have a lot of exciting things going on. Um, once a month, um, on a Thursday night, we have a free a free webinar on how to become a professional. So cuddler. anywhere, all over the world, all over yeah. the world. Okay, great. And then in February, we have a three day workshop on how to be a cuddle workshop leader. And then there's a three day workshop on how to be a professional cuddler. Uh, there's so many ways to plug in. And if you're from far away please check out our cuddle, cuddle game, game, which is a way to uh, competitively cuddle. But <laughs> win just, at cuddling. Win at cuddling, uh, but just basically a fun way to learn about the boundaries and to have a really yummy cuddle experience. I just want to add, based on the fact that you can become an instructor, like you're saying, taking these classes, um, even doing them whether you're ready to be an instructor or not, you can still learn so much. That's right. But, so we, we, we reserve a couple spots for people who simply want to go deeper into this practice. Yeah. And also, I would say, be the change that you want to see. <laughs> so, well said, yeah. yeah, you know, so if you need, the, if you have that need, I feel like I had that revelation. I had that need and I thought, oh, I'll be the person that seeks it out. Good tea. Yeah. Love it. So you listeners can do it too. <laughs> um, all right. I guess that wraps our show. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I'm heading off to Europe. So if you want to stay in tune with me and we do. And, yes, please do. <laughs> Um, I'm excited to be sharing photos and videos and, uh, you know, trials and tribulations and lovers and everything along as I go. You can go to stephanieallen.com to follow me on social media there and sign up for the newsletter while you get this amazing video I made just for you um, about the number one thing that will transform the way you connect with opposite sex. And uh, write us at advice at tatalksex.com. That is for the final episode of every month uh, where we will answer your questions, share your thoughts, and uh, and general chit-chat um, on the Ask TNA episode. And uh, and I think that's it. Does that wrap anything else? Yeah, just join us on social media at tatalksex because we love to see you there, especially Instagram. <laughs> we like to see your beautiful faces. All right. Thank you again. Uh, This is episode 125, the holiday episode. Get your cuddles in because sex isn't ever just about sex. And uh, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm E.